You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. All right. So I don't know if it's fucked up of me or not, but I always get like antsy. And this is not like why I do things, but I always get antsy when I have an idea and then like somebody else comes up with it or like something beats me to the punch, you know? Mm. And it's like, it's not like I'm inventing a new app or something and somebody else invents it or something. It's more so like if I have an idea or something I was supposed to tell somebody or something and then somebody else tells it to them, then I feel like a shithead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't feel that way, you know? Um, like, in the end, I feel good about, like, the greater good happens or whatever else. Like, rather be – like, if I had an idea for to implement a change and somebody else comes up with it, then sure. But it's like – I think it's more so that I feel bad that I didn't, like, go and pursue that and, like, kill it. you know, Or, like, you know, yeah. get it done, execute on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Is that, like, a feeling that everybody has or am I, like, a sociopath or something? Uh, like you, so you're saying if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, even though you're happy that somebody took on the improvement that you were thinking of, you feel that you were kind of almost lazy for not doing it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure part of it is like, I kind of want the credit for it, you know, type of thing. Yeah. But I think most of it is like, yeah, I want to. Like, I feel bad that I didn't, um, I didn't kind of initiate it when I had the idea. Like I kind of just sat, you know, like a, uh, I was slothish, I guess, or whatever that word is. Uh, like for example, like if, I don't know, you're in charge of the scenario for the week or something like that. And I have an idea like, Hey, why don't we like something we've done before? Like, but let's say I came up with it, like. Uh, how about we all go out there and play JTAX? Like we're like taking a more active role or something. I'm trying to translate all this. Sorry. But, yeah. and then like, instead like you or somebody else, like, and then I like go to you and I'm talking about something else. And then you bring up how like, uh, people are, you're going to assign people up to be JTAX for the exercise. And I'm like, Oh shit, I had that idea too. You know? Yeah. And then I'm like, Oh shit, I fuck, you know, I should have, I should have, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. For me, I've had that feeling, but the feeling I think is I feel more um, – <clears throat> I don't feel bad about not bringing it up. I feel more jealous that somebody else got that idea out there when I had it, you know? Because um, usually I'll try to, like, sell somebody about it, but then somebody will take the credit for it, and I'm like, motherfuck. Like, why didn't I, – I was the one who came up with that idea. Even if, like, maybe – the person who I told and they did it, they might have never eaten. It never clicked them that it was my idea or maybe they happen to have the same idea that I did. But, um, oh, man, it pisses me off when that happens. And I I think it's two different things. So uh, I know to kind of bring religion into this, if you will, <clears throat> I know there's sometimes people talking and, I, and I, I, I subscribe to this ideology, I guess, if you will. Um, you can't be mad about somebody else's blessing. So like, say somebody got like something good that happened to them. You shouldn't be upset that something good happened to them or that they, um, let's, let's say that, uh, they prayed about something and they got it right. Um, you shouldn't be mad that they got what they prayed for. Like you should be, you should basically rejoice with them. Uh, 
to that degree, I am with it. But when it comes to not religion, <laughs> if somebody else is like, oh, man, I worked really hard and I took that idea that you had and I thought it was, I thought it was really <laughs> good and I got all the credit for it, I'll be like, motherfucker, uh, <laughs> that was my idea. Help me out here. Like, you didn't want, you didn't take credit with that. Like, so that, and that's happened to me. Um, this happened to me one time before when I was uh, in the buff and it's, I'll say that this product is now known for to somebody else. Somebody else's name's attached to it, but I came up with the idea and I was like, son of a bitch. That's like every time I see it, I hear about it, people are like, oh, anybody seen this product? I'm like, motherfucker, that was my idea. <laughs> but then again, yeah. like that's like the one good idea I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh I think you kind of made it click, like, or made me realize the way I've been thinking about it. It's more so like kind of like what you were saying. Like if somebody else says it, I like it's it's not so much a credit thing as it is like nobody's gonna know that I had that idea. Like if I come up <laughs> with a um, like we were talking about like a a product or something like that, like a new Excel spreadsheet that saves a bunch of time. Like if somebody else comes up or if like you come up with it, then everybody's gonna be like, oh hey, luxury came up with this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But then if I'm like, hey, I had the idea, or like. I was thinking about the same idea. They're like, no, you weren't. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like oh, there's sure no, you like, were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's no second place kind of thing for that. You know what I mean? And yeah. again, it's not like a prestigious thing. It's just like, a, uh, I don't know, to tell the tale correctly. You know, I don't know. You know. Something. Right. And, and I, I think I've had this, I had this discussion earlier this week with somebody when it comes like, uh, so one of my guys, he just won, like he's been. He's been crushing it, basically, and he's won a ton of awards uh, all for, like, this last year that he's done. And we were talking, like, yeah, man, I, I really don't like writing these awards. I was like, I understand what you're saying. Um, so, like, if you have to write your own, let's say, your own bullets or your own packet, whatever, and you're basically bragging on yourself, No, like, no one likes to brag on themselves, really. They Like, the, the point is, we like being, uh, I guess, recognized for what we've done. I don't want to be recognized on a big stage or, start, <clears throat> excuse me, the big stage. I want people to like everybody, like, oh yeah, man, luxury, he's shit hot. But like, I don't want everybody. Everybody, look, right now we're having an award ceremony for luxury being shit hot. I'm like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, I just want people to like recognize and like, hey man, you did a really good job. Appreciate it. And I'm like, all right, yeah, no problem. And like, I want like small things. And I think that kind of plays to the fact that uh the to our sorry to the point that we just talked about you want to be you may not want all the credit but you want recognize that what you did had an impact on something if you will and i'm not saying you i'm i'm using the royal you we i guess if you will yeah that's a really good point and i mean i think uh fetch talked about how like you know with millennials or like you know our kind of generation <clears throat> uh it's changed to where like we don't want quarter, quarterly awards where you know we put in for it yeah again it's like kind of weird to even like put in something for yourself kind of thing because well not to go too far in a rabbit hole here but somebody else is supposed to write it for you but nobody knows enough about you but you right but right. <clears throat> um you put it in and then like you know two weeks or like a month or two later you get the award for like quarter four of 2019 you know and it's like what the fuck <laughs> you know like that was yeah. so long ago it's like what they'd rather have he fetch would talk about like they'd rather have somebody email you like two minutes later like 
hey man good job i noticed that you did this and this that's awesome good job keep it up you know and like we don't want awards on our desk or something we just want like a quick email saying like like we kind of want instant gratification in a sense of like hey you did good good job as opposed to like hey look i got you know quarter two you know wizzo you know of 2018 and then quarter three of 2019 all this type of stuff you know yeah Uh, yeah that's interesting i think that goes to i know we're getting kind of off topic or i don't know if we really had a topic (laughs) but uh i think that goes into your love language too um like i read i mean people you can call me a little bitch if you want but i read that uh <laughs> I read I read the uh, I think the five love language book I can't remember who the author is but it's actually a pretty interesting way to think about how, what really motivates you and how people respond to um, affection in the different ways and I think that also plays a factor in how, what motivates you on the day to day as well it, it, I think it goes beyond love and there's like, for instance there's people who want um small tokens of affection like so like word like or i think what is it words of affirmation so like people want to be told basically hey you did a really good job then some people don't want to hear that they did a really good job they just want somebody to do something basically like or just give them an award and like like getting getting that present the award is they would rather have that than somebody tell them they actually did good you know and there's a couple other different ways people respond but i think I think that is part of how you respond is your love language or what you think uh, or how you best respond to whether it's criticism or affirmation. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's kind of like knowing your people and know how they respond. Right. Um, Just, I mean, like intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some, there's a few books on that. Well, there's a lot of material on it, but, and that's one of those things about, uh, not to bring it to a different point, but that's one of those things about like leadership is like if you, you know, like if you get a random group of, you know, guys and girls to lead, you know, randomly, you're not going to be able to know you. You haven't known them for like the past five years to know them well enough to see how they react, you know? So it's almost like this would be kind of weird, but if you ask them like, Hey, what's your love language <laughs> or like, yeah. you know, how do you best respond to things? You know what I mean? And it's like, Oh, I like it better if you, you know, tell me something, uh, or tell me I did a good job. I like it better if you give me an award. I like it better if you, this would be weird, but uh, physical touch, like hug me or something. Yeah, exactly. Or like shake my hand or something, you know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, give him a pound, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, the uh, I forget what I got, but that's especially important, obviously, for did relationships. You, uh, did you read that book? No, um, I should, just... though. No, I think that's a it's a really good thing, and you know it's always well. Let me not go off a tangent here, but the uh, the five are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Yes. And yeah, those are those are good to go deeper into um, deeper into to get more like fidelity, so you can like figure out who you are and who somebody else is. But <clears throat> I always thought this is a little bit of a tangent, but. All the personality tests, they're very interesting because the accurate ones are like, they're all like the, they all say the same thing, you know what I mean? Or like, Mm. you know, I should say like the major ones are very accurate, it seems, you know, like, like if you get one, it's like, I don't know, um, you're a, you're a orange person, you know what I mean? Which means yeah. you're like you're very technical and then another one you get like the uh like we did at sos like the enfj whatever 
Yeah, I never got that. Like, I, I, all of a sudden, I started hearing a bunch of people talk about this. I'm like, dude, I have no clue what you're talking about. I take the test, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not for me. Because <laughs> like, I can't tell. I'm kind of the – I'm just a skeptic. That's like people who are like, what's your sign? I'm like, man, signs is bullshit. Like, you could you can make those look like anything, but um, – I think there's I think there's been a lot of proof that said like that for instance like the EFNJ or whatever it is like that that, ha- that holds a lot of uh, holds it it passes the sniff test if you will. Yeah, because I mean it's really just a personality test. Which at this point I suppose we've cracked the code on the science enough to if you ask them these questions you kind of get to the bottom of their like moral code or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, you kind of figure out what type of person it is. And to another point I had was you it's interesting how we there's only like a finite number of people (laughs) like um like kaiser and taser you know like they both yeah it's like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to explain that inside joke like basically there's two pilots that are in our squadron that we just like you know had an epiphany that they're like the same person and then we asked them more and more questions and they answered them the same and they have the same background and stuff like they're both pilots they both went to the academy they both went to like the same school like college or something they both like act the same they both answer questions the same way and it kind of hit me that like like i can i don't know maybe there's like i guess the enfj makes sense with all the variations of how many combinations of like personalities you can have but like i've noticed some people I'm like, oh, that person is just like, I don't know, luxury, or that person is just like speed. And then I know how to like talk to them, and it works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it'd be funny if I like made like an inside joke that only you knew to like somebody who is like you, and then they like laughed along with it. And I'm so like, fu- yeah. oh fuck! <laughs> I, I found the, the fucking link that connects everybody. Yeah, like the, and then you're trying to explain it to people, and no one believes you. Yeah, the rest of the world is just a bunch of tasers. <laughs> The simulation, I broke the simulation. You know, but <laughs> it's very interesting how there's like a finite number of uh, personalities, you know, almost to like a, to a very uh, fine detail or like, yeah. I guess, major detail. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, well, with 8 experience. billion people, you know, like 8 billion people and they came up, like, even if there's, we'll just say, if there's 36 combinations of, of types of people, that's a lot of people, like... There's only for eight billion people being on the planet. <laughs> there's only 36 options for be, like they just woke up like, hey, okay, you get to pick your personality today. You're one of these 36. I'm like, I can't be like 37 or 520. Like, nope, get one of yeah, one of these 36. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I will say, um, kind of stepping back a little bit. Like when I was instructing, uh, that that's one thing I always uh, like to ask the, my student or whoever the, was the seat meet or whatever I was, whatever I was doing. Um, I'd always ask them how they learn best. That's kind of like you, how you ask like, Hey, what's your love language or what type of person are you? I always like that. Like I said, I always like asking how they learn best so I could kind of tailor the instruction to them the best, you know, uh, I think that holds a lot of water. Yeah. And along with the idea, like, ops never stops like we barely have time to breathe it's like that instruction is so critical right like we never take like we call ourselves instructors but we actually never take the time to instruct something right like yeah you never like if they do something wrong you're like oh don't do that because of this you know you maybe you didn't like reference it or something 
uh, to the tech order. But <clears throat> you never really like say like, okay, make sure, you know, it's really important. And I did a bad job of this, like slowly as uh, you know, I got more complacent as a instructor where like, you got to write copious notes and then like, you got to make sure you come back to that and like, be like, Hey, you talked, you know, you did this, this is why it's bad this is what you should be doing. Here it is. You know, let's look at it together. Let's make sure you wrap your head around it. You know, like here's all the ideas of it as opposed to just like on the spot, fix something and then be like, Oh, they got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's especially very difficult in like any facet of life where like, just like when you become a parent, uh, you forget how it is to be a kid and then you forget like how you should, ex- <laughs> yeah. you know, you should explain things or like what their mindset is. You're like, why the fuck would you do that? And then you forget that <laughs> you did the same thing or something similar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, no, I, I agree. Um, to go back to the, I guess, close the loop on my first topic, the, uh, how you kind of get mad when, I don't know how, how to, <laughs> like when you kind of like, don't like, People don't realize you had the idea too, just to not give you credit. I so, I don't know. I don't know what give the universe or give the your you credit in the universe. I don't know. Yeah, cre- but, credit credit's due, kind of. Yeah, but I suppose in the end, like it's kind of like the idea of would you rather have I don't know somebody think that you you know scored the game winning touchdown in your high school football championship game, or would you know that you did it? Nobody else believes you, kind of thing. You know, yeah. like at least you did. At least you did something good or thought of something good. And as the uh, – what is it, that fucking uh, – it's the James Bond equivalent um, movies with the British secret agents that's kind of like comical. Mm. One of those things was – oh, the Kingsman. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and in there he says a good quote of like, uh, don't, you know, don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to your – you know, to yourself yesterday essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the greatest honor a man can get is uh, to be better than the man he was yesterday kind of thing, you know. Huh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and just – Go ahead. As we know, the uh, comparison is the thief of joy, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Speaking of quotes, uh, along the same vein, uh, I don't remember who said this, but I heard I heard it, and I wanted to see what you think about it. Um, it says, you never know uh, – I can't even tell what I fucking wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's gonna give me a second. I gotta make it because I think I wrote it down so fast because I wanted to get it right. Um, you never know what the quote is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 It says you never know what worse luck your bad luck saved you from. Yes. I don't remember where I heard this, but um, yeah, I, I heard that. I was like, man, what do you say? So, so basically, I say like, what do you think? Like people, you know, people always say it can be. Like you always suppose, I get, or I suppose it could always be worse, and it's hard to keep sight of that when it's, you're having a really tough time. But how do you like? I, I think that quote's really true because there's a lot of times that your bad luck it turned out to. Oh, was it? I think it was from this book I'm reading. Actually, maybe I I can't remember. But um, I searched it real quick, and it was Cormac MacArthur McCarthy. Uh, maybe sounds probably about right. But anyways, um, it was, it, it was saying, he said it, but you're, by the way, recently, I got to give you props. You've been crushing the game when it, like you're being, you're doing both the, uh, the podcasting and the Jamie thing from, 
like Joe Rogan podcast. Like, they should do research <laughs> and talk. Like, dude, you're, you're like, because I've noticed like the last like probably 30 minutes, not of this one, but like the 30 minutes between the two we've done. How you doing? I was like, damn, he came up with that shit quick. So anyway, <laughs> kudos. Uh, but yeah, I, it's interesting to think about you're in sometimes like you have, so you have bad luck, you know, you went right when you were supposed to go left and you're like, fuck man, I can't believe I just wasted so much time. I'm late. I'm going to, you know, get in trouble, but you don't know what, if you had taken that left, um, you don't know what could have, what could have happened if you had gone that way. It could have been, could have been something better. You could have been on time or you could have, you know, been horribly disfigured in a car crash. You know, <laughs> who knows? But like, and that's not just as far as that kind of goes, but, um, I think one thing for me was, like I said, I always wanted to be a pilot, uh, growing up. And I think if I had went to pilot training instead of nav training, I think I would have basically ended up with an aircraft that I didn't want, at least going through nav training. Like I wasn't very, I wasn't a very good nav until I finished like towards the end of nav school and I finished nav school. Uh, and then obviously went on through however long, you know, I fucking flew for, it still will fly for, but had I not had that happen, I think my chances now are better, and I, I have so much more air sense and air knowledge than I would have if I had just gone straight to pilot training, for instance. So uh, that's one aspect where I was able to look back on my life and, like, I'm better off for that thing, that, that bad luck I had, the timing where everybody was getting hired as NAVs and no one was getting hired as pilots um that just happened to be basically bad luck that turned out better for me yeah and i think we talked about that on maybe like two podcasts ago or something the idea of um like if you ever saw if you ever got to have a glimpse of how something else turned out that you like you made a decision on and all the at least all the times i can think of or uh noticeable were like it turned out for the either better or the same, you know? Yeah. So may, like the idea is may, like, like you said, like the quote says, like maybe everything that happens is the best outcome you could have come up with. Right. Yeah. You never know. And the other thing is like, I know um, some other people who have like not, you know, well, <laughs> it's funny. Like there's a lot of people who have like failed pilot training. Right. But I never even made it to pilot training. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's like, man, I, I was, you know, and it's it's of course easier to like uh, help somebody else without their insecurities than your own. You know, I yeah. suppose it's kind of like your own your your own worst critic type of thing. But it's like, right. yeah, man, it's like you know, you everything that happened, I feel happy is for a reason kind of thing. I don't know if that's too like you know lovey dovey kind of thing, but I think everything kind of works out. And again, it's like maybe you wouldn't have met your girlfriend, or maybe you know this wouldn't have happened or that. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. It's it's tough to play the what if game, you know. Yeah, and I, I I think playing the what if game can get you in so much trouble in everything in life. Um, like whether you're planning to, like we're in the military, so if you're planning to like you're planning a mission, if you just play the what if game all day, sure you're gonna have a lot of answers, but eventually you're gonna run out of time playing what if what if what if, and then you're never gonna have a plan. Um, but also with life, you know, like if you just sit there, you're like you're the relationship you're in right now, we'll just say, if you just, what if, what happened, you know, what if, you know, three relationships ago, I had just done this and you're trying to like 
bring all that stuff and all the mistakes you made then into now and try to fix that, it's it can sometimes lead you into a worse place. Um, and it can also lead you to um, make more mistakes than you were intending to. Yeah, and uh, actually something I was going to talk about was <clears throat> I always have that or I get that what if thing a lot, but especially with I don't know how to explain it, not like finances or anything like that. But like, I guess the best way to, you know, make an analogy is like if you I don't know, Jeff Bezos. So like he talks about like if something's working for you, you should double down on it. But I mean, sometimes that doesn't work out. But it's the idea of like if you go to bet on a sports game or something. Right. And you're like, you know, maybe these guys have like one in 50 odds or something, I don't know, something like that. And then you're like, oh, I'll just put $5 on it. And then he like happens to win or something like that. Uh, oh, wait, what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, like a boxer or something or maybe like a horse race. And you put like 50 or $5 on it and then they end up winning and you won like, you know, I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, let's just say, uh, would it be like five? T- I guess it would be five times 50, huh? Yeah. Sure, that, I think so. I think that's how that it works. Two twenty-five yeah. or is that two fifty? I don't know, but something like you know, you make like a few hundred dollars, but then you're like, yeah, it's oh fuck, it's like oh fuck, I could have put fucking you know fifty dollars on there and made you know ten times as much. Yeah. And then if like the opposite happened and you put fifty and then you lost and it's like, well fuck, I just lost fifty. I should have put down five. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have said you know oh man like you, we rarely say man I could have put down a hundred and lost way more you know. Yeah, you always – I think there's got to be some kind of bias where it's like you only see the positive outcomes of things. You don't see the negative, right? Yeah. Like, so uh, in a in an instance where you basically have a 50-50 shot, you know, essentially, I guess. Right. So yeah. I wanted to talk about – so I know so we've done – we've had this discussion before, but I wanted to talk about it again. Uh, some more unpopular opinions. <laughs> Uh, I know, I don't know if you how many you can think of off the top of your head, or if I gave you enough heads up on this. But I know I have a couple uh, of unpopular opinions, and they may even be unpopular between us. Uh, I'm sure they probably will be. But uh, you ready for the first one? Yeah. Coffee is fucking disgusting, <laughs> and so is beer. Okay, hold on. So, <laughs> so are you talking about coffee as in like just black? All coffee. Disgusting. No. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> not even, it's have disgusting. you ever tried, I mean, I don't know, you're not Yes. Really, <laughs> yes. I mean, I guess you are kind of like, you drink like soda and stuff, so you, you know, you kind of like the, I mean, not like the sugary stuff, but that's, you're not opposed to it, I suppose. No, I'm not opposed to sugary <laughs> stuff. So people like, I've tried the, like people are like, I'm going to make you a coffee, it's going to be. It's going to be so good. It, it's going to taste like chocolate milk. Or it's going to take like hot chocolate. I taste it. No, it tastes like coffee. That's what it, t- it tastes like a little bit of sweetness and some fucking bean water. Uh, <laughs> I think I stole that from Chelsea Handler or something like that. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, it, but that's what it tastes like. It legit. legit. Um, and I'm convinced people just like coffee because Almost not a, it's not a placebo effect, but caffeine is there. Yeah, I get it. But the only reason they like coffee is because they force themselves to like it. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, okay, it's all right. It doesn't taste good, but people just get used to wanting something that, does, that doesn't taste good in the morning. Same thing with beer. Beer does not taste good. 
people get used to it because they drink it all the, or for whatever reason they start drinking it. Everybody has their own reasons. It's disgusting. Yeah, and I think I think well maybe both of them. I mean, I like the taste of coffee. I I guess unless I you know lied to now myself. You, now you do. Yeah, but certainly beer I think is more the thing of like people like what it does to you as opposed to how it tastes like I mean some people I think like how it tastes and again maybe they force themselves to like it like when they go to like brewery and want to try all the different stuff but yeah for me it's like if I you know I don't know I guess between like a beer or soda I'd rather have soda if I was just like casually hanging but you know by myself or something like that but if like yeah and that's why everybody knows this but a life hack just take like three, you know, a shot or two of tequila and you can just fucking coast the entire night and you don't have to be drinking all other stuff, you know? Save yourself some calories. And again, I will say that I, I caveat all this. I said it's the key, the operating word in this segment is opinion. It's my personal unpopular opinion. Now, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it is an opinion. It's unpopular. It happens to work for me. Um, yeah, I can see that. That, saying, that being said, my next unpopular opinion. Oh, God. <laughs> this one may be controversial. Thinking a military member does not make you more patriotic. <laughs> and you, and usually it comes from a point of, it's an empty promise, or sorry, an empty thank you anyways. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, I don't, I think, like, go ahead. I think it's just something people say, you know. I, I I don't think I don't think people or I don't think people actually thank you for your service. Like they 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 see you in a uniform or they hear you, and it's just it's kind of like um, when you're passing somebody and somebody says good morning. They don't actually really mean it. They just say it because it's a greeting. Um, it's not really any thought. They just think they should say it. Um, they don't actually want to know or they, they don't really I don't think I think the majority of people they see what like I said you're wearing a uniform or they see you pull out your ID card and they're like, oh, thank you for your service. And or like even the people are like, I really want to thank you for your service. They're like, tell me why. Like, what are you thanking me for? For like there's other ways like <laughs> there's other ways you can think, I guess, thank people or you can volunteer something. Um Usually when somebody says, I thank, thank you for your service, I'm just like, uh, thanks for paying your taxes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, to be honest, though, like, like, and then on top of that, I also want to say, I'm like, you have no clue, like to me, at least personally, I'm like, you have no clue what you're thanking me for, because if you knew what you were thanking me for, you would probably not be thanking me, because <laughs> like I said, I, a lot of times, I, I say this half joking, half seriously, um, I'm just here for the violence. Uh, I think I brought this up before. It's half the half of the thing is you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff that we do. And there's just people are, like people have an image of us in the military, I think. And uh, they think I, I, don't, I don't know what they think. We, they think we are, but they forget that they're just we're just normal people. And we do a lot of like silly things and we just act like people. So. If you if people really knew what you're doing, they like I don't think people would be thanking you <laughs> as much as they would or empty uh, as emptily, if you will. That's not a Although, real word. Would you say you like if you I don't know in <clears throat> five years or so or even like now and you see somebody coming back from a deployment like a year longer 
you know, six months or something, and you say like, hey, thanks for your service, like, isn't that more like that's okay, right? Because like if you're actually thinking like shit, he or she was gone for six months or a year, they have a wife or a husband or something and kids, like they were gone and they like sacrificed for it, basically. Like, wouldn't you say that's a little bit more value, I suppose? I think it's a little bit more value, but I don't think they think I don't think they think they're thanking you for what they think they're thanking you for. <laughs> I know that's a lot of thinking things to think about. God dang, this is hard. Uh I yeah, I know what you're saying, but um as long as they I mean, what is the what are they what should they be thanking you for? Sacrifice, I suppose, I would think. I think that's what they feel like uh, <laughs> thinking about. Because people are like if somebody's like, Hey, Thank you for and even when people are like, thank you for your sacrifice. I'm like, my sacrifice, you're paying me uh, go look up however much a, you know, a person of my uh, time and grade makes. You're thank you're thanking me for that. And then on top of that, like and, cause what I'm saying is basically I'm getting paid pretty nice. Um, like my sacrifice. Me, oh, you mean where how I get free i get like a 10 percent discount just about anywhere you go or you're thinking like <laughs> like like thank me i should be thanking you guys you know basically you're letting me have go just do a bunch of crazy stuff for basically for free um that's how i feel personally uh, again my opinion unpopular opinion i don't think that uh, I, oh also so for instance people are like <laughs> A prime example of this is you get you're coming back from a deployment. Somebody steps off this e step of a plane. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your sacrifice. Little do they know you just spent six months in Guam partying for like four out of four out of the seven days of the week. Um, I don't know. It's like they're, they're not. They're not. They're certainly not thanking you for that. Because if they if you if you if you could say. Um, I, I wish what would happen would be when somebody goes up to thank you for the service, like especially if you're in, like you have like a screen that pops up and shows like a like a five second time lapse of stuff that you did while you're on your deployment. So they go up to like, oh, thank you for your service. Oh, and there you there's you doing a cake stand, <laughs> you know, and then people would be like, hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be thanking him for his service. But then they're gonna then all of a sudden they're gonna see some guy like watching some dude get blown up and you're like. Okay, I'll thank you for your service. Thank, thank you for your sacrifice. You over there who's doing, uh, you know, sake bombs over in Okinawa, I'm not going to so much thank you for yours. Um, and the thing that I don't, I, I think about more than anything is I hate how thanking, quote unquote, thanking people for their service has become like a mark of patriotism it should just be like a nice person like nice if you're really truly thankful for the sacrifice it shouldn't be a like oh i have to do this or else i'm un-american that's what i i also feel that's part of the issue too yeah and <laughs> it is kind of it's become kind of a uh just like a response and like kind of a and it's become like not disingenuous but like you were saying like they don't real like they don't really realize what they're doing and yeah we get i mean our life's pretty good you know what I mean? It's not too bad, especially the way we get, you know, paid and kind of treated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly it's because, like, for example, I, you know, I had like 1 a.m. shows this past week or, you know, they can make us work on the weekend and they're not going to pay us any extra or 
you know, we get sent on a six month deployment or one year or, you know, they yeah. put our lives, our lives in danger. But yeah, it's, it's pretty good for what, um, what we, it's pretty good for what we do, I suppose. Yeah. And I will say, uh, my last part on this specific, um, unpopular opinion for all the reasons that, um, people think they should thank a military member. I, I believe that they should be thanking, you know, uh, civil servants, whether it's, um, they're politicians. I think they should be thanking their policemen, um, paramedics, firefighters, doctor, like doctors is a big one. Like they're literally helping society like every day, saving lives, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think it, there's a lot more people who are part of society who sacrifice just as much, if you will, um, that they could easily think in, I think it's just kind of gotten out of hand. Like I said, it's just kind of automatic. Like, oh, you're in the military. You must, I must thank you now. But if they're not going up to like a doctor and saying that same thing, then um, I don't know. Like, as I said, I don't, I rarely thank people for their service, but like I do say like, and if I have a doctor say that to me, usually I will go up to them. Like, hey man, uh, I think you've probably done more good in this world than I probably have. So thank you. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good point. Uh, ready for the next one? Unless you got one. You got you got you got an unpopular opinion? No, I thought I had one written down, but I didn't um but I do have something to discuss after this. Okay. Oh man, what did I Okay. Sorry, I, I... Okay. Um next unpopular opinion. Or right, this is rest this is less uh opinion opinion more of a just a fucking gripe is <laughs> i hate the acronym lol i think um that's our podcast baby yeah but not also our no not our podcast <laughs> <laughs> i said saying like laugh out loud i hate the lol for laugh out loud laugh of luxury i'm very partial to uh, <laughs> but i hate law or lol first of all i say 98% of the time people type LOL, they're not actually LOLing. It's a, uh, (laughs) it's an awkward moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, and here's how I know that LOL is useless because when you, (laughs) when you use LOL and you actually laugh out loud, you have to tell the person I actually LOL'd. Yeah, exactly. So like, eh, why 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 it's dumb why? has uh why? is that is that gonna happen to everything though like now people use haha you know and i don't yeah. know do you do this do you i think you do the same thing where you do a number of ha's based off of how funny it was yeah right? i try to yeah but you know you, <laughs> do you think that's gonna go away too you know because lol you know, used uh, to be the shit yeah it did but like so i <laughs> active <laughs> i actively u- avoid using lol unless i actually lol but um and also i've tried to do it because i realized ha was getting the same way or haha um so i'll usually just put if i think that was if i recognize the humor and i don't actually laugh i'll just put that was funny um just yeah, because like it was- i don't it was like a mental laugh kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I just I don't agree with it, and to, and I don't agree with it to a so much that I almost get pissed off when people 
put um, <laughs> people put LOL at the end of a sentence. So the two people who who drive me crazy when they do this, and I don't think they do it intentionally, but I still get that is um, Detroit and then my old lady. They'll put they'll say something like snarky and they'll put LOL at the end. So it's like they'll say like uh, like I'll say like hey man um, like I think it's I. I think I shouldn't have eaten so much pizza last night. And then like my girlfriend will put like, well, it's it like, well, I bet you feel great. Or no, what they say? Well, she'll say, she'd say something like, yeah, it was a pretty dumb idea. And I told you about that. LOL. You know, it's like being almost condescending. I'm like, okay, hold on, hold your butt, hold your, basically hold the sass right now. <laughs> uh, and it, 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 that drives me crazy. And like, I, I notice other people they I've seen them do that and usually they just throw an LOL at the end of a statement just to make what they're saying like they're being like really condescending or snarky and they'll say that just to kind of like take away a little bit of the bite but to me it just sends me over the roof it's like uh somebody typing K period it's, LOL at the end is worse than K period <laughs> oh, K dude. period is pretty is pretty strong message Dude, it's pretty strong, but for me, you put that LOL at the end of a snarky comment and LOL period at the end, oh, dude, I I go through the roof. My blood starts boiling. Uh, Yeah, I've, I've noticed it has become like a – it's either like a – well, I guess it's kind of the same thing. It's either like a uh, – like I mean this as a joke kind of thing or like I'm not that upset or it means like a, I don't know how to like – you know, deliver this kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I kind of hate it too. I use the, uh, I guess I'm guilty as charged with, I use the uh, all caps LOL to just mean uh-huh. like, that's like crazy or kind of funny, like, or like, oh shit, that happened kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but like, it'd be like, hey, that prank worked out, LOL, you know what I mean? Or like, he did this thing because we told him that, you know, like, haha, we got him, you know, yeah. like that kind of like LOL. But yeah, I uh, I feel bad every time I use it. I guess, you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you feel like you're lying? I'm not really, I'm not actually LOL. Yeah. Do you, do you immediately confess after? Like, just, uh, I should be, I think you should be aware. Um, I know I said I LOL, <laughs> but I did not, in fact, LOL. <laughs> It is tough. I mean, it's kind of like we were talking about with um, back in the day about uh, it's weird to say back in the day, but about uh, like going to talk to girls and if they don't like you, they should just tell you. It's like when somebody <laughs> tries really hard to make you laugh and you don't, you know, you don't want to just be, you know, you don't want to just say like that was funny or like totally ignore it. You know what I mean? You want to give them something, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand the usage. I understand why people want to use it, but yeah, ugh, I hate it. Uh, I only have two more unpopular opinions. Um, unless you can think of some, I'm going with the next one. Yeah, go ahead. Parks and Rec is better than The Office. <laughs> this, uh, is I, I would... the, this is the most unpopular opinion. <laughs> this uh, is probably the most. I think we, we might have brought this one up on the last one, but it's I think got. That's true. I think that's true. <sighs> People, like people don't want to buy it because I think the office lasted a little bit longer. Um, it was, but it, and it was, like, it was a, it died a painful death, right? It really, yeah. But Parks and Rec, man, the characters on that and the predicaments were out of this world. Um, just 
they're they're just so so many different characters. And the, to be fair, the office is kind of similar. The Parks and Rec was kind of modeled off of the office's um, kind of idea, you know, if you will. But it's Parks and Rec still better. It's kind of like um, how you have two different camps. Um, just like if you're a '90s person uh, and you're somewhat old enough, it's you're usually Friends or Seinfeld, you know. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. Parks and Rec or Office. Uh, not to say I don't enjoy The Office. Like I think The Office is hilarious, but uh, I think Parks and Rec is a little bit funnier, a little bit more relatable. Yeah, exactly. And I, it, I don't know where you know where's the origin of all like these comedy kind of sitcom or sitcoms. Like the structure of them. Like I, th- I feel like Friends or you know Speed's gonna say Seinfeld or something, but like it's like. Friends kind of started it with like, there's like, you know, kind of like the normal guy or normal, you know, character. And then there's like the really dumb one. And then there's kind of like the quirky one. And then there's like kind of the joking one. And there's like the one that's really uptight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, it's always that structure and you can see it in like everything, even like Parks and Rec or Office. But <clears throat> yeah, I think the Office is, or sorry, Parks and Rec is, I, I think I probably laughed more just with Ron Swanson is like, I mean, Dwight Cruz <laughs> is a crazy character, you know, but I think Ron Swanson is like, he's just, uh, he's out of this world, you know? He's on another level, yeah. Um, I do like me some Creed, but I also like uh, Billy, or whatever his name is in Parks and Rec, the guy who, like, screams all the time. Uh, like, just like random. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's his name? Damn it. Uh, I'm is it Craig? Craig? I think it's Craig, yeah. But it's uh, Billy Eisner or whatever his name is, I think. Yeah, he's um, hilarious. Yeah, and if you've never seen it, go on YouTube and search Billy on the street. It was, <laughs> and he's got some he's got some crazy shit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I would agree. I think I think Parks and Rec probably gets the edge. I mean, The Office, the first three seasons, that's kind of hard to beat, you know, but. Yeah, like I said, I think I think the office kind of died a slow death. It's kind of it's kind of awkward to see that happen too, right? Like yeah, something go from the top of the game to the bottom. That's I think that's why Seinfeld did so well is he's at the top of the game and he's like, hey, I, I'm I'm leaving, you know? Yeah, and that's what uh, Steve uh, Carell, Carol, what is how do you Carell? Carell. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's what he did. He did, like after six seasons, he's like, guys, I'm, I gotta move on here, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, one, he's an underrated actor too, or comedian. Yeah. I like to like some of those comedians. I wonder if they started in stand up, if they're just funny guys, and then all of a sudden they were in some shows, and next thing you know, here they are. It is funny how you know you see people's progression, but you don't, or you see people at the top, but then if you look back, it's interesting to look at their progression. But yeah, I bet I think a lot of them were doing stand up and stuff, and then they kind of got noticed, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, my last one, and I brought this up on the last show, but um, appara- I, I basically I bring this up because apparently it's an unpopular opinion. I didn't realize this, but I don't like – so when you're sleeping in bed, you have the fitted sheet, you have the single sheet, and then you have your comforter typically. I cannot stand the single sheet. I would just assume rip it off. Uh, for me, it's only there for decorative, decorative opinion or decorative opinion. I can't – I can't. I mean, I could sleep with just probably the comforter, but it just seems so. Uh, 
What's the word like uncouth or whatever? <laughs> you swine. It's like sleazy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's very uh, unnatural. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not the way God intended. But uh, but yeah. I, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's an unpopular opinion. I think I might be one of the only people in the world uh, who doesn't like that. Maybe I'm a psycho, but man. I don't, uh, I don't enjoy that middle blanket or that middle seat. <laughs> it's just, I end up just kicking it off. Uh, I, I like to be free, I guess if you will. I slept a while, like uh, a few weeks with just a uh, comforter at, uh, uh, when I was like in between, uh, when I hadn't got my house yet in, uh, over here. Dude, nothing was worse <laughs> than when you were a little kid and you go over to like a friend's house and he doesn't have enough blankets. So you're taking whatever you can find. Like, <laughs> you, you're like sleeping on the couch. He didn't bring you like a comfort or anything. So you're like grabbing pillows, throwing it over top of you. You find an old coat sitting in the corner. You grab that. That doesn't work. So you go to the bathroom and get some old wet towels to sleep underneath, hopefully. Just to cover your Because <laughs> people sleep. It'll be like 60 degrees in a house. And you can't, and you can't go to sleep because you're freezing. Yeah, I remember. I think I had a few situations like that where I was just like fucking freezing through the night. I didn't think I was gonna make it through, and I had to like put on like <laughs> I used to just like grab whatever I could, like a broom and like whatever else, <laughs> and just try to like generate heat or something like that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, people like everybody likes to sleep when they're cold, but the problem is they like it when it's cold and they have something that they can wrap up and be warm in. So everybody turns their thermostat way down and then just falls asleep. Like, oh, this is a nice little sleeping bag I got here. Meanwhile, you're just sleeping in your T-shirt and fucking uh, boxers and you're just freezing your ass off. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So uh, that's all I have for unpopular opinions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I think I, I think I had a couple, but I can't I, – I didn't get a chance to write them down or something like that or – uh, but yeah, that's always a good segment, but, um, I suppose this is kind of topical kind of going on the, uh, current events, but how, how are we doing with, uh, Kobe Bryant passing away? Uh, man, I, I thought that was pretty, rem- not remarkable, but like, man, uh, I can't, I, I can't believe he died. I mean, I can't believe it was a helicopter crash, but, um, it's tough to see him go away. Um. I will say like so I have a Twitter also and I as soon as he died I I knew what was gonna happen because and I think I predicted it expertly with I I said at the time it was like eight o'clock at night I said it's pretty crazy that Kobe Bryant died and that being said I will bet within two hours you're gonna start seeing the comments I don't understand why just some sports ball player is being commemorated um and sure enough be within like a 12-hour window starting on the two hours of that like that tweet not saying i caused it but uh, i will pat myself on the back uh <laughs> people were like oh there's so many people who have died why do we care about just this, some rich basketball player or you're remembering Kobe Bryant. I choose to remember, or you're remembering some basketball player. I choose to remember the family of this soldier or blah, 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 blah. I recognize 
I, I think I probably sound like some un-American guy because I keep on bringing up um, the military, but geez, like, it just gets. Number one, I will say this. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I kind of hogged the mic on this time, but uh, no, that's fine. I didn't real like you don't realize how much pull uh, famous people and specifically famous sports stars have until they're gone. Like Kobe Bryant changed the game. Like he was a good dude um, and phenomenal basketball player, and he kind of. He pumped people up. Like, that's the, that's the thing that people forget about is people are like, oh, well, he's just famous for being athletic, you know, and, like, being like God, having God get some talent. Like, yes, but it's something that he literally brought joy to millions of people because what people would spend their money and their time watching this guy play basketball and appreciating the, I guess, the sweet science of basketball. I know sweet science usually refers to boxing, but just watching how he could manipulate his body and the game of the, uh, the game in itself um, was awe-inspiring, you know? And to say that you don't, have, like, he's not allowed to be remembered for what he did and the amount of joy he brought people um and respect he garnered for how good he was at what he did is a slap in the face. I say, um, yeah, I, I, I think so. It's cause he's, like I said, he's literally one of the best to ever do, if not the best. Uh, so for somebody to say he's not worthy to, of admiration or, um, remembrance, I think is spit in people's face. Yeah. I certainly think he's, uh, worth remembering. But uh, just like a few things on this, so it uh, like I think we still need like it's tough to think about. I mean, I understand it. Um, like I might be that guy on Twitter you were talking about, but <laughs> Maybe. it's it's tough to like like pretend like his life was worth more than the others, and nobody you know is saying that they he is right. But I mean, certainly there's more to kind of talk about with it, but I, it, uh, irked me just a little bit that oftentimes they wouldn't mention the fact that like other people passed away in the helicopter crash. I mean, obviously yeah, I, can get, I can get on board with that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that I had, <laughs> I mean, I think we've all had our, or maybe like not had our close calls, but we've also had like a, <laughs> not a brush with death, but like, you know, something that just made us feel like human or like, you know, like, oh, shit, we're not we're not around forever. Right. And I think yeah. what really hit, what really hit me hard is like I have a lot of I would like to think ambitions, like hopefully good ones of like doing something with my life, you know, um, mm -hmm. as I'm sure a lot of people do. And I know he did, you know, and that that really fucked me up because it was like it was just like I got a text from Madison like, hey, Kobe Bryant uh, passed away. And then I look it up and sure shit, yeah, it's the helicopter crash. And, you know, unfortunately his daughter was with him too, which is, you know, tough to think about too. But it's just like, dude, I mean, it, it kind of talks about like, I don't know how to say, like the morality kind of thing or like what life is really about because it's like, no offense to him, but he puts so much um, energy and stuff obviously into basketball and did like these great things in terms of, I guess, entertainment, but also like making people uh, – 
you know, believe in something or whatever else, like maybe making people like work hard and work ethic and stuff. But like all of it was not for nothing, certainly. But it's like, would he have chosen to instead do his other stuff? I mean, obviously, maybe he wouldn't have the money or connections and stuff. But, you know, it's like if he knew he wasn't like if we all knew how long we were living, would we still be living the same lives? And I think actually Steve Job talks about that where he says like, hey, I every every morning I would wake up and like look myself in the mirror and be like, um, if I was going to die tomorrow, would I still be wanting to do what I'm doing today? And if enough days go by where he says no, then he changes it, you know. I mean, not yeah. all of us have the same liberties, but yeah, just thinking about those things. And then also, I guess some uh, uh, it's a little stream of consciousness, but a little bit of uh, funny stuff to take away. Um, or actually, sorry, let me start with kind of the maybe fucked up thing is I think everybody forgot about the fact that he had some sexual uh, harassment allegations against him, right? Yeah. So can I say something on this real quick? Yeah, yeah. So I, this is another thing I saw people saying, I think this is kind of, it goes back to Kuth. Um, I saw a couple of people say like, you know, hey, uh, I'm not going to, like, why should I memorialize this guy when, um, like, I think it's dumb to memorialize this guy because he was a, uh, he had like sexual assault allegations against you know whatever you're like dude like it's it's sometimes uh you just have to kind of have a little bit of emotional intelligence um there's people like sure that may be the case but if you have people who are actually grieving going up to like imagine say like imagine have like a group of people who are mourning the death of whoever we'll just say like they're really hit hard by this and then somebody just comes up to them like I don't know what you guys are crying for. This guy, um, he he did some this he did this one thing like one time. You're like, dude, go. Basically, people are like, go fuck yourself right now. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. Or, or like, okay, so how about this? How about this? Um, put your put the shoes. Um, you have a, a buddy who dies in a plane, like a like a, a flying accident. You know? Um, and he's a combat, he's a combat veteran. He goes and does this. Imagine somebody just coming up to you. Like everybody's kind of like cuddled around, like telling stories, remembering how great of a guy this or gal, this person was. And then somebody comes up and like, Hey, um, I don't understand why you guys are so sad. This guy just, he killed at least 200 people. Like, what are you so happy about? Like that would, people would like be ready to fight this guy. Um, who just came up and said this, like there's a time and a place, like sure. Those may be valid arguments, but, um, you have to know kind of your audience and know when is the right time and when's not, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. And then, I mean, I don't want to hang on it too much because yeah, it's kind of, um, or, you know, keep the negativity around, but isn't it kind of interesting? He like that unfortunately happened or whatever did actually happen. And then he got his endorsements back like a little bit later, or I don't know, yeah. maybe, like years later, you know what I mean? It was kind of like, I didn't realize he got him back, but mm-hmm. um, I think maybe, it's like, definitely good. Or maybe he got like, you know, different ones in like more of a minor setting back, you know, but yeah, I think in like all these things I said, like I'm not, uh, I think everything you've said has been 100% valid and they should be addressed, you know, uh, I guess I don't want to get it twisted basically saying like, oh, all your, all your, I think everything you said are 100% valid points. There are other humans around people who died with him, um, kids, uh, other people who had their own lives and had impactful lives on other people, you know, and you should, um, 
no, sure, no one's life basically no one's no one's life is more important than another person's. Um, and his he had a a speckled past, I guess you will, with his sex. Like people shouldn't forget that he did have a uh, he had a run in with sexual assault. Like that should not be forgotten. And I don't think it should. We should let that like the fact that he was a basketball player be out or outshine the fact that he had a uh, troubled past. That being said, you know, I'll just close it out just saying there's times and places for everything. And I don't and I don't think you I don't what you were saying. I don't think you were basically poo pooing people. So I don't think you're the type of person who I was talking about at the end. Um, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah, all good points. And then um, some funny things from his uh, past. It's always it's always cool when you hear other like teammates talking about like like the stories behind the scenes and stuff. <laughs> Um, I think there's that infamous uh, situation. I forget what who it was, but Kobe like basically told him not to talk to him during practice. <laughs> what? Because he like, I he was either like uh, not good or like he was like under like the other guy was underperforming or something, or he just didn't like him as a person. So he basically like just said like, "Hey, don't talk to me during practice. Like you can talk to me during the game, kind of thing, but don't talk to me during practice." <laughs> Just like, dude, this guy, I mean, there's a reason they call him Black Mom, but he's just a savage. And then yeah. I think there was another time people, this uh, his teammates said they like, they did bad against like Portland or something like that. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and he, I think like when they got to the locker room, some people had like the Kobe shoes on and he like took them off from them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, because he said they oh. were playing, they were playing too soft, and they didn't deserve them. Oh man, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> but yeah, dude, this guy. To remember. Yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure there's so many more, man. You know, but he's got such a story. I mean, dude, he he was 18, right? He was out of high school yeah. when he started, and I think he was wasn't he one of the first ones, if not the first one. I think it was him, Tracy McGrady, maybe, and uh, LeBron. I think there were there were there were quite a few around, but this was the time when it started making like basically it was about the time where they made the rule where you have to go to school for a year. I think LeBron was one of the last people. Yeah. Um, and then they made the rule like, hey, like no more going to like skipping college. So now you have to go to college for one year in basketball. That is unless you go play overseas, which that's a market now. So if you if you're a professional. Uh, basketball player already you can come straight in the league so some people are going straight from high school to go play in Europe and then they come and then play um wow. play but at the same time like what did you really gain from doing that essentially if you go to if you play college basketball you're essentially playing close to professional basketball level anyways so what did you like you lose a year either way no matter what you're not just going straight to the league so um, yeah, and I not to get off on a tangent, but like, I think people should get a degree, obviously, for the backup plan. I mean, how many people have like uh, been flops, unfortunately, when they come from college to the real um, pro sports in any sport, really? But also, okay. <clears throat> it's like, dude, if I was, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking differently or I'm wrong, but if I was like a star player in college, I would make sure by the time I left college that I was, I mean, I would try to have a degree, obviously, but. I would try to be like perfect almost, you know what I mean? Because I mean, nothing's going to really prepare you for the NBA, but to get as prepared as you can be to yeah. 
you know, so you start off on the right foot as opposed to being like, oh, I'm good enough. And then you go and you like have to learn more and stuff like that, you know. But yeah. um, going back to Kobe, <clears throat> I mean, dude, it must have been crazy just to come off like as an 18 year old and have to like, you know, prove yourself. And I mean, him and LeBron and other people have done it. And it's it's just like that's that must be like the the big dick energy. Not <laughs> I mean, not, <laughs> not really, but like that must be like kind of crazy to. And it's crazy to even think that they can even do that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're playing against these guys who are like really good and they're like 25 or something. These guys are like 18. I mean, maybe they're a little bit more spry, I suppose. But still, that's like that's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, that's, I think there's a few. There's only a few sports where you can do it. Like you couldn't do that with football. Um, yeah. Because you're just not you're not no matter how good you are, you could still be just as fast as people. You could be just as big, but you just don't have that uh, that man strength, if you will. And like, there's just the game. The speed of the game is different. But I think basketball, like soccer, is another one. Like you can see a lot of people who, because like the the speed of the game is not necessarily. Like you could, if you have the speed of the game, you're gonna fit in better than if you need because you, you don't need the size, I guess, if you will. Um, basketball, sure, you need a little bit of size, but. Like like Kobe was six six, um, probably two hundred and ten pounds. Um, that's just as good as other people who were playing basketball, you know. Versus you can't be an eighteen year old and be like, let's say I'm six, he, like a, a freshman in college, maybe like six one, two twenty, and be a freak athlete. But then you put him all across a, the line from somebody who's six one. <laughs> You know, three ten. You're like, I don't care how, I don't care if you're a D lineman. You're a fat, you're the best D lineman in America in high school. When you got a O lineman who's you know six three, three hundred and twenty pounds and can move really well, I don't care how good you are. You as a six one, two ten player are going to be nothing to him. You need some time to basically grow into your body. But yeah, soccer. I keep on getting off on the I'm sorry, but no, it's okay. I kind of started, but yeah, soccer players could be like 14. It's kind of it's that's fucking crazy. I yeah, mean, I think I think skills, Messi, dude. Messi, I think maybe started when he was like 16, and then he became like the world's greatest in like a couple of years. I mean, Mbappe right. is is like that right now, but um, yeah, Kobe. I mean, dude's doing crazy shit, you know. Um, and it's crazy how much he achieved with like five uh, championships, which is you know, one less than the most, which is Michael Jordan, I believe, at six. <clears throat> and uh, but another thing I want to talk about is he had the, <laughs> and some people made fun of him for this, uh, but he was just like, if he had the open shot, he was shooting it. But that was, <laughs> yeah. that that's the, um, there's something to be learned from that, right? And somebody wrote an article about this, like I think it was in, I forget who it was, but I think he was playing against Portland again, or somebody, and. Um, he was kind of young, kind of, uh, not seasoned or whatever. Like he hadn't really made a name for himself and other pe- like star players got injured <clears throat> and then he had like four open shots and he like airballed all four of them, not even like, like hit them off the rim, but just like airballed, airballed them. And some, a news reporter asked him later, like, Hey, do you ever like, <laughs> basically like, do you ever think of like not shooting or like, you know, uh, <laughs> like, what'd you think about that? And he was like, I forget exactly what he said, but it was something along the line of, I felt good, or I had an open shot, and I felt good about it. I just didn't get it, you know? Um, yeah. And that just shows, and I mean, I think I remember he went to, like, the Chargers or something later and would talk to them, like, gave them a speech after he retired or something, like, hey, you know, you have to you have to have the conf, or you have to know when you're in the situation where you can make a play that you should make it. Uh, reg- and if it doesn't turn out okay, that's okay, but it's like, 
you got to try essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to know if like, you hey, know you have the ability to hit that shot or make that play. Why would you not? You know? Yeah, exactly. And uh, um, yeah, I guess people would make fun of him for that because he would like, you know, sometimes miss a lot or whatever. But that was kind of like the, they call yeah, yeah. That was like kind of the laser focus of him. And then I think even after that game or something else, he like it was like late at night and he would call the local like high school or something and let like, tr- you know, janitor and try to let him into the gym and just be like shooting fucking shots until the sun came up or something like that. Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but just, that just shows the uh, visceral nature of him. Right. Like, yeah, dude, I, I can feel that though, man. Uh, basketball is a sport where you can do that. Like I, Oh man. There would be nothing worse, and I had a couple, I had a couple games in college I'd play where I had just a terrible game, and I'd have to wait seven days until the next game. Oh and, yeah, oh sucks. boy, like it wouldn't matter. Like you, like the day after you had the day off, so you, like we play on Saturday, Sunday you watch film, you can't really do much. You have like a light practice Monday, you have off, so you're just stewing for two days, waiting to like basically recreate that play and like get yourself back. Um, and it was basketball. You like you a lot of times like, oh, I missed that shot. You know, I, I can't believe I missed that shot. And you can go to the gym and just go run that ex- exact same thing over and over a hundred times. And or you miss that putt. You know, you go to that. But man, I can if if I had the ability to after a game, like, hey, I need you. I need to replicate this exact single thing. Like, I missed that tackle. I need to replicate this exact play and make that tackle every single time. I, I, you, I could, I would have paid an infinite amount of money to do that. So yeah, I, could, that, I can understand that. I can understand that feeling he had. Yeah, that that feeling really sucks. Like, and I mean, I'm sure it's really worse being an NFL kicker. <laughs> oh boy. And I mean, I've talked about it before, but walking kind of put a good like, like the kicker. There's a tangent, but the kicker is like the only guy who has to be 100% every time. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, you know, like in the moment, as opposed to like a quarterback misses however many a, a game. You know, like if the kicker doesn't make it, he's like, everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know? What yeah. I mean? You're the only and, person if 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 you're 99%, you're not good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, and you could practice as much as you want. And still possibly like fucking up just because the wind or whatever else, or like the yeah. the the hold of the snap or something like that, you know. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, just the legacy of Kobe. And like I said, um, it was really tough for me to hear that, or you know, that's uh, yeah, it must have been you know really tough for me to hear that, of course, you know, uh, sarcastically. But uh, it was <laughs> it was tough to hear just because of um. Just because I know he had like so many more ambitions going on, and that's that just kind of proves the point of like, man, if you have a project you want to do or whatever else, like kind of like we were talking about, like clean your room right now, you know, type of thing, like go and do what you want to do or you're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. There, you know, you gotta just put everything down and kind of get get her done because you don't know how much time you have left, type of thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, I guess another hour is coming gone. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. So. All right. Well, uh, make sure you're uh, with that uh, with the same discussion, I suppose. Make sure you're, you know, talking to your loved ones and getting shit done and doing, you know, living the life you want because uh, we don't know how long we have. So unfortunately, tomorrow's, but, um, yeah, tomorrow's not promised to anyone. Yeah. But um, on a lighter note, um, 
I suppose also realize like all the good you're doing and, you know, take a time to relax and like enjoy the moment and, and uh, look back at uh, Kobe's storied career and some of the funny stories too. So. <laughs> yeah. Savage stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a monster, man. But uh, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.